This is Alyssa Lenick of Littlest Fitness. And I'm Kate, otherwise known as Coach Carmichael. We are PhD students, endurance athletes who lift, outdoors enthusiasts, and entrepreneurs. We believe the narrative of the fitness and wellness industry is often far too extreme. So forget about the black and white messages that you've heard. On this podcast, we believe that life is best lived in the messy middle. Welcome to Coach Carmichael Chats, where we talk about anything and everything You know Alyssa for her passionate run rants where she hypes you up and tells you how to defeat the daily bullshit. Although I occasionally rant myself, I'm more of a chatty Kathy, if you will. So I'd like to just have a conversation with you that makes you pause and think and maybe consider a new perspective. Whether we break down a complex scientific concept, discuss ways to improve your health and happiness, or reframe unhelpful patterns of thinking, I want you to walk away understanding something new about the world or yourself. I'm sure those of you who know me have already expected that my first chat was going to be all about sleep, and while I hate to disappoint, (laughs) that is not what we're going to be talking about today because my first love will always be exercise. Today, I want to talk about how we approach returning to exercise after taking some time off. Now, there's a lot of reasons you might have stopped working out or moving less, but I believe it mostly boils down to this. You had other priorities higher than exercise for a period of time. A pretty present example of this, I recently got a new puppy. If you follow me on Instagram, you know him. His name is Rocky, and he is a freaking adorable ball of endless energy. And as a puppy, he is pretty needy. When we first brought him home, we were waking up five times a night to let him out and go to the bathroom. Of course, you might realize that being sleep-deprived makes all movement seem like a chore, on top of the fact that most of my waking hours were spent playing with him, training him, and you know, getting the minimal amount of urgent work I needed to complete done. So I took some time off of structured exercise. When we return to exercise, what I see happen most is this. We bash ourselves for the fitness we lost. We look at our bodies in the mirror and we think some not so nice thoughts about the way we look. We regret not finding the time, quote unquote, to exercise. And you feel angry that you have to, this is what I always hear, start over. And that's bullshit for a lot of reasons. First and foremost, do you know how many people don't even return to a routine exercise in the first place? Or how many people would have waited even longer to get back to it? Secondly, stop taking away from the season of life where you either had a much more beautiful, important priority or where you needed space to grow, recover or overcome a challenge. That time was important, no matter what the reason. Honor it. Finally, here's the biggest secret. There's no such thing as starting over. Life isn't linear, and yours didn't end during your exercise hiatus. Your body didn't completely forget how to move. There is no on track and off track. That's black and white, all or nothing mentality, and it's a toxic lie. We're gonna unpack this mindset a bit further in the second Coach Carmichael chat, so stay tuned. For now, I want to focus on some of the big mindset traps that might perpetuate your inconsistency with exercise. Number one is you have an identity conflict. It's going to be hard to run four times a week when you believe that you're not a runner. There's some really interesting research demonstrating that people who want to quit smoking that use language, quote unquote, I don't smoke instead of, quote, I can't smoke are more likely to successfully quit. I don't is a choice, somebody who no longer identifies as a smoker. I can't is language that someone uses 
when they still want to smoke? And repeatedly denying themselves is only going to increase the desire until it boils over and they're smoking again. So if you're starting back up at the gym or running or at a yoga studio, turn what you do into an I am. I am a weightlifter. I am a runner. I practice yoga. Even if you don't quite believe it yet, say it like you are or like you do. Reason number two, you go back and forth with your exercise routine. Your motivation is very extrinsic. That means you rely on external forces to pull you to the gym. Here are some good examples of this in action. If a workout partner cancels, you won't go. The only reason you want to work out is to achieve a certain look or hit a number on the scale. You want to finish a race, but you find yourself skipping as many workouts that you think you can get away with. People who work out for enjoyment, purpose, growth, passion, or self-expression are the intrinsically motivated, which brings me to my biggest piece of advice when it comes to exercising consistently. You have to learn to fall in love with the process. What that means is you decide to engage in exercise for its own sake. Just like love in a relationship, this doesn't mean you enjoy the process all of the time. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you fight. Sometimes you compromise. But at the end of the day, you keep going back because you want to grow in your relationship with that person, or in this case, the process. But goals without the love of the messy middle journey to reach them are empty. They create all or nothing conflicts that, if unachieved, leave you disappointed and disheartened. Stop boxing yourself into a narrow version of happiness. Instead, when you enjoy the process, results will naturally follow. A process-centered approach helps you to form a new identity that is congruent with action. And just committing to doing leads you down new paths you may have otherwise ignored. Here's an example. The person I want to be is a runner. My action of running can be on pavement, in the woods, or following a swim and bike. I can do long, slow runs, short track runs, or anything in between. Instead of doing a road marathon, which may have been a goal that I pigeonholed myself into before, I am free to explore, explore other running-related goals. Maybe I just want to improve my mile time. Maybe I want to run trail races. Maybe I just want to be able to run with my partner. All of these goals can be inspired by the process and help solidify you being a runner because you get to engage in running the way you want to. We could use this process-centered approach in so many spaces outside of exercise. For example, if you want to be an author, you can figure out the process of writing that is most enjoyable, which could lead you to publishing your first book or blog or becoming a journalist. The possibilities are endless. I honestly believe that filling your life with a bunch of processes you enjoy, that's the key to lasting happiness and fulfillment. In summary, there's no such thing as starting over because life is continuous. Celebrate your return to exercise for the victory it is, and learning to fall in love with the process might just be the best way to consistently exercise across your lifetime. That's all I have for today. If you enjoyed this chat, be sure to subscribe and download the Messy Middle Podcast episodes. Rating and reviewing also enters you in a drawing to win a free Little List Fitness product. Just leave your Instagram handle in the review or screenshot your review and DM us at the Messy Middle Podcast on Instagram. Finally, I'd love to make these chats a two-way street. So head over to Coach Carmichael on Instagram 
and comment on my latest Let's Chat post. All that's left is to sign off. Remember, we really want you to live well, demand better, and stay messy. I cannot wait to chat again soon.